Vibes! Had to give this out an extra today, BJ, because you know what today is? The start. What's the day? The start of the NBA season. And I am hyped. You're listening to the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K24. If you don't have your copy yet, the link is in the description. Make sure you get your copy. It helps support the show and you get a great game to play all year long where you can play your favorite teams, legends, everything you want. I was actually on 2K with a listener of the podcast. Shout out to Jimmy. Jimmy saw me online, invited me to a game. We had a great conversation whilst playing a couple games of 2K. And... Um, BJ, Jimmy, Jimmy asked me why why you ain't ever say your catchphrase no more. So I'm gonna introduce myself moments here alongside the one and only real name. No gimmicks. Oh, it's I'm that time guy. of the year, Mo. It's that time of the year. It's that time of the year now. You know? Mo, it's that time of the year. And back my popular demand that people said oh, they need on. it. And you know what, Mo? I'm just giving the people what they want. Hey, uh, man, listen. We grow in, elevating this year. It's going to be bigger and better. We've made some additions to the roster. You can see if you're watching on YouTube, the new visual shout out to Rory joining the squad. Edited up by my boy Bart joining the squad. Salute to you guys. Welcome to the family. BJ, I think it's time we talk to our family right here at the Hoop Genes Podcast because the season starts tonight. And the NBA 2K, the great sponsors of the show, Right. Create, obviously NBA 2K and using the hyper-realistic simulations. Okay. They have simulated the season. And oh. here are some of the results. We'll talk about the rest of the results later in the week. But okay. Let's start off right off the bat. The MVP for this season, according to the simulation of NBA 2K24, Drum is roll, please. Shay Gilgis Alexander. Interesting. Interesting. What would Shay have to do to win the MVP because I remember a time in the NBA where you had to be a top two seed in either conference to even be considered the MVP. Now it feels like if you have great stats, you could be maybe sixth or whatever it is in the league, but what does Shea have to do to separate himself from the pack and be MVP this year? Well, Mo, you just answered it. You have to have great stats. Well, Shea Alexander is going to have great stats. He's going to have every opportunity as long as he's healthy, the way that young man plays he has a high usage rate. He will score the basketball. He will get a lot of assists. He will get a lot of rebounds. And if you add wins to that, Mo, without question, by the way the game is evaluated, the way the game is played, Shea Alexander should be in the running this year for the MVP. So I, I agree with it by the way that, they, that when I say they, the way the system evaluates the game today, that he should have phenomenal stats and he will have phenomenal stats and we're all expecting the Oklahoma City Thunder this year to take a leap by their talent and, and the players that they have so who is your pick though for the MVP do you think Shea's gonna go get it or do you have a different choice well Mo I I am looking at you know I've been wrong so I'm not gonna even say him you oh. know oh. I, I keep waiting I keep We've waiting been wrong on, every year but that's the yeah, beauty of it wrong. But I'm going to say Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum is ready. I well, I I think he, I think he's ready. He's gonna. I expect them to at the very least get to the conference finals. Mm. I expect this him. Is, this is regular season MVP. And and yes. my thing here with Jason Tatum is I think that the perception will be that the team around him is too good. 
They've got six players that could walk into any starting five in the league pretty much, right? Even their best player coming off the bench, if it's Derek White coming off the bench, if it's Al Horford coming off the bench, these are very good quality players. So for him to get the MVP, I don't know if the media is really going to push that because it's the media who votes for this. They'll say he's got too much help. You see what I'm saying? That could be. I could see that argument, the way the game is evaluated today. However, I think Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics could get off to a nice start. I like their team. And the way they play, they they play a pace and space game. Everyone can shoot threes. They have size, athletic ability. And, you know, and this kid, Drew Holiday, has given them on-ball presence the way he plays. So I, I think it all works and all fits for them. And I could see them getting off to a nice early start and Jason Tatum leading the way. Well, uh, my pick, I've said, I've been asked this question numerous times. I've said Luca, I've said Tatum, I've said Jokic, because now he's got rid of all the things that people used against him last year. Um, my pick is either going to be an amazing prediction or it's going to flame out horribly. And I'm praying to the basketball gods for good health. I'm going to say Zion Williamson. That might be a horrible pick, but if he's healthy, no one can stop him. So let's just wait and see. By the way, the Zion 3 out now. Shout out to Jordan Brand. <laughs> <laughs> they did not sponsor the prediction, though. They did not sponsor the prediction. I have to make that abundantly clear. I believe that if we get a 65-70 game stretch of Zion Williamson, everyone's talking about Wemby, everyone's talking about this, they're forgetting about Zion and the 40 years when he's on the court. I think he could run away with it. But I've just mentioned Wemby and the NBA 2K24 simulation has Victor Wembenyama as the rookie of the year. BJ, do you think this is just a foregone conclusion and it's a, a, a moment of let's just wait until it happens? Well, based on what we've been able to see in the preseason and the highlights and the impact that this young man has made, just preseason, I'm really excited to see him. I'm really excited to see him. And I, and, and I will say this, you know, Mo, it, you haven't seen a player at this size with the talent and skill set that he brings for a seven foot four player, seven four, seven five. He's just a unique player that you have to see. And instead of describing it, you just have to see it. I, I would, I would advise everyone who watches the game is to watch him because you're going to see something you haven't seen before. And that, you know, Mo, it's kind of like hearing a new sound or a new group and you've never heard that sound before. That's like watching Wimbenyama. You're going to see something you haven't seen before. I can guarantee that. There's never been a player in the history of the game, in the history of the game, to play like this. And he's being allowed and encouraged to play like this. So this is new for everyone. And I'm really looking forward to watching him play because you're going to learn, you know, we always say who's, who's got next. Well, next is here right now. <laughs> okay. He's here. And I'm going to say this right now. Wimpenyama looked like he has something to prove. Mm -hmm. He looks like he has something to prove. Now, I don't know who he's mad at or who he's upset with. 
but he looked like he has something to prove. And I'm really looking for, I'm all about it. So do I think it's a foregone conclusion? Of course not. However, and that's just the competitor in me. But I can tell you this, it's going to be really hard for him not to win it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's going to be is, really hard. My pick is slightly different. I mean, I'm picking okay. Chet Holmgren to win this because okay. we've seen this before, you know, Blake Griffin and, and Ben Simmons. When you get that first year off and then you come into the league, you already know what it's like to be an NBA player in terms of the travel, in terms of the schedule, in terms of the diet and everything. I'm not saying Wemby's not a professional, but Chet's had a year experiencing that without having to play. Now he can jump onto the court and the only thing he has to worry about is his performance. Whereas, think about this, BJ. Wemby's going to go on the road and he's going to, for the first time, spend half a year living in hotels where the beds are too small for him. He's going to have to get used to that, right? I don't know any hotels in the States that have got beds made for guys that are seven foot five. Um, but the main reason, all of the jokes aside, is that I think that the OKC Thunder will have a significantly better season. And, you know, if they put up similar stat lines, it will be easier for people to make the case, I guess, for Chet Holmgren. And also the Spurs, if they're still in their rebuilding phase, they might want to kind of rest Wemby a little bit. Maybe not him play maybe not have him play in extended minutes every night or maybe send him out of back-to-backs just, you know, because they're not competing for a spot in the playoffs. They'll give him a chance to get more rest and also they then get a better draft pick or whatnot. Whereas the OKC, if they're pushing for playoff position in a tight Western Conference, they're going to have to go all out. So I'm not saying that Chet's better than Wemby. I'm just saying that circumstances afford for Chet to have a better opportunity at winning the award, not at being the better player. Um also in the simulation, though, BJ, you're going to love this one. Do you know okay. who the simulation picked out? Shout out to NBA 2K. Who they picked out for Defensive Player of the Year? Wimbenyama. No, no, no. Your other guy. Your other Giannis? guy. Who, Giannis? Evan Mobley. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We ain't spoke about him I'm all about. I'm all about the seven footers. You know, I'm, I'm, all, about the, I'm all about the seven footers. So, you know what? <laughs> I'm all about the seven footers. You know, I, you know, well, I, I want to change my MVP. Okay. I want to change my MVP. I'm, okay. I'm going back to Giannis. I'm going back to Giannis. More space I'm going, on I'm the court with Dane. I'm going, I'm going all seven footers across the board. Yeah. Evan Mobley, defensive player of the year. Giannis, MVP. Wimbenyana, rookie of the year. I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying. I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm getting back to my seven foot, you know, forecast. Okay. Um, what does Evan Mobley have to do to cement himself as the defensive player of the year? Just, just play. I think the big fella. I think the big fella is ready. That's a, actually it's a good pick. I think he's ready to take a leap this year, and he looks like a pretty quiet kid. But I think now is a chance for him to really step up and make his presence felt. I want to see him play and really impose his will on the game. And I think defensively he could do that because if if he takes the lead there in Cleveland, I think that team has a terrific chance with him being the lead player or the best player on the team. And defensively, if he takes that leap, that step forward this year, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers could really make some noise there in the Eastern Conference. So that's a good pick. Actually, I agree with that. I like it. I like it. Um, For my defensive player of the year, I'm going to go 
with Marcus Smart. Smart. Come on. <laughs> Come on, dog. Uh, we can talk yeah. about the Grizzlies later on in the show. But um Okay. I but, know. But but all bias aside, I think Drew Holiday could get some love because that backcourt, if, if he plays alongside Derek White, ain't nobody getting past the perimeter. And now more eyes are going to be on him in Boston. And I feel like more people will show him appreciation now that he's kind of out of the shadow, so to speak, of Giannis and Brooke Lopez, who were obviously candidates for the award. So he wasn't he first team all defense last year, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. and Derek White was second team all defense. Yeah, yeah. They got nice little backcourt. I think the other player that I think could could be up there for the award is Walker Kessler of the Utah Jazz. His second season, he'd be blocking everything. No one really talks about him because they don't watch the Utah Jazz. But the main player I think that could win this award is Victor Wembenyama. Yeah, I, I think I, I, Victor Wembanyama, as a rookie, can win the Defensive Player of the Year award. He can do everything. The space he covers. Have you seen that clip where he's got his foot on the three-point line and he gets a steal off someone in the lane? The space he occupies. Watch the game against Golden State, even though it was preseason. He's blocking three-point shots. He blocked Clay Thompson. Not anyone could block Clay Thompson's three-point shot. He's altering Steph Curry's shots. He's blocking Andrew Wiggins. And then he's getting out and getting buckets in transition. I think Wembenyama, as a rookie, can win the Defensive Player of the Year award. What do you think about that? I think this young man will display his talents in a way we haven't seen. So could he win it? Absolutely. He's going to alter the game, in particular, on the defensive end. We talk about what he's going to do offensively in points and rebounds, so forth and so on. However, defensively, I think where he will make his, he will have his greatest impact on the game, especially when it comes to winning and losing. So you've seen him block three-point shooters. You've seen him get steals. You've seen him alter shots. I mean, he had, he had Andrew Wiggins he had this great jacket. Yeah, he just had him. He had him. I'm gonna start calling him up. the Psycho Ward Warden because he's got guys in straight jackets out there. Yes. Yeah, so he he's, he's a fascinating player. I'm just now I'm ready to watch when it counts. So mm-hmm. let's see what happens when the bright lights are on. But if the preseason is any indication who this kid's going to be, it's going to be a fun fun season. Well, we've got one more. Um, awards to talk about from the simulation and if you want to keep track of the simulation results as they appear make sure you're following NBA 2K over on Twitter or X as it's now apparently called but I call it Twitter because that's what it is is the most improved player and the simulation has Mikhail Bridges as the most improved player this season now my issue with that is we saw how good Mikhail Bridges can be after he got traded to Brooklyn if he just keeps doing that I don't view him as the most improved. He's just done it for a whole season now. My problem with this award is like nowadays it goes to guys who we already know are going to be good. In my head, the most improved should be for a player who you don't expect to take that leap. What are your thoughts? Well, it's like all of these awards. Now they are, you know, it's 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 up for debate. You know, it, it's a player who I think is going to... We've seen, you know, a glimpse here and there and, and short spans. But now he's going to have an opportunity to really showcase his skills for an entire season. And that kid is Jordan Poole. Oh. 
I think Jordan Poole this year. I mean, Jordan Poole put up a 40 piece in New York. But then he followed it up with one from 15. Yeah, that's okay. He got 15 shots. Yeah. But <laughs> it's all because, about attempts. Because the thing with Jordan Poole is now he's the primary option on offense. He's going to yeah. have to deal with this is what he found out against the Raptors when he went one from 15. Teams are going to put their best defender on him. So he had OG Ananobi on him. Whereas before, OG would have had other things to worry about going up against Steph and Clay and the rest of the squad. You're going to have the Drew Holidays of the world solely focusing on him. You're going to have the Marcus Sparks of the world solely focusing on him. And that's going to be something he hasn't seen before. So in my opinion, I think I expect him to get better as the season progresses and he finds more comfort within that. I I just think he's going to have big scoring nights. I think he's going to have ebbs and flows. However... The thing that I think he's going to have be consistent is field goals attempt attempted. I think he's going to get enough attempts to shoot his way into having a great game and shoot his way out of having a great game. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to live with that. However, I think he will average over 20 points this season. And I think I'm expecting him to really take a step as far as statistically what he's going to do for the course of the season. He doesn't have to worry now about coming out of the game. He can play through his mistakes and he doesn't have the, the the pressure and the stress of having to win a game all the time. So I expect him now to really take a step and, and to have a big season. And I think if he plays well, I can easily see him averaging 25 a night, which would definitely put him in position to be a candidate for most improved player. Well, I, I said the other day, I think he could go get the scoring title. He's not worried about anything else. He could put up 30 a night, but for the most improved player, there's a few names that I'd like to consider. Scotty Barnes had a horrific sophomore season. He could be the most improved player this year. You know, now that they've got a new coach, new system. Uh, Cade Cunningham in Detroit was obviously injured last year, but if he makes a leap and has a breakout season, uh, eyes could be on him. But the player I'm going to pick is Tyrese Maxey. Because with all the drama of James Harden, will he play, won't he play, will he be traded, won't he be traded... I think Tyrese Maxey is going to go in there and just ball out. Now, I spoke to Tyrese about what he's working on during the offseason, X, Y, Z. And the mentality of this kid is something that I really appreciate. So my pick is Tyrese Maxey for the Most Improved Player Award. What do you think about that? And You know, Tyrese Maxey is, is a player's player. So I think now with James Harden going, I expect him to, to have a level of consistency now, a one-two combination. And I wouldn't be shocked, Mo. If Tyrese Maxey is the player that I happen to think the kid is an all-star caliber player. Yep. I, I you're saying very, Jordan Poole 25 yeah, a night. I think yeah. Maxey could go get 22, 25 a night. I could easily see the Philadelphia 76ers being better by subtraction. Oh. Because sometimes, Mo, when a player resists being part of the team, that inspires the rest of the team. So I would not be shocked if the Philadelphia 76ers now come together and play a brand of basketball that will feature Tyrese Maxey and and Joel Embiid, of course, as their best players. Because, you know, I, 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 I was shouting this all last season. The best player on the perimeter has to be Tyrese Maxey. Now mm-hmm. there's no doubt. And he has the speed, Mo to really speed up the game. And then if Joel Embiid could finish the game with his size and low post ability and the way they play and have a nice mixture of Maxi pushing the break, playing faster, getting out and doing those things. And then Joel Embiid not worrying about having to settle 
and get touches, so forth and so on. I think this could be a really dangerous team, even by subtraction. I think they probably they probably will be better by default this year because they have something to prove. And I think sometime, Mo, the team rallies. And I think they have enough veterans, P.J. Tucker and these guys, Tobias Harris. They, they're not going to panic. And, and they are capable still of filling into those roles as long as Maxi, I think he has now the capability to be a top 20 player. Mm-hmm. He'll have the chances and the opportunity to do that. And if he does that, I could see them really taking a step forward this year. Well, real quick right here, we've done a few predictions. I want to get your predictions for opening night. We've got the Nuggets hosting the Lakers. You've spoken before on a show about the pressure of being the defending champs on opening night. When you get your rings, you see the banner goes up. You're not really locked in on the game. And obviously the Lakers have got a score to settle after being eliminated in the playoffs last year. Do you think the Lakers can take the upset on the road on opening night? That's always a a tough game. And, And anyone will tell you they wouldn't trade that experience for anything. But your 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 routine is disrupted because of the ceremony, right? You got the rings, you got you're waiting, your people are celebrating before the game. The other team is over there in the locker room. Yeah. They're mad. They're adding fuel to the fire. the fire. So I'm going to dismiss this game, right? The, okay. That game is always so. I don't. I, I I expect the Lakers to win because they're they won't be as disrupted as the other team, because, you know, you got to get the ring. You got to look at the ring. You got your families all want to be there. Everyone's taking photos. The commissioner is there. The, 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 the owner is there. You're taking the photos, you know, it's just, you know, you're, you know, it's kind of like it's the closing ceremony for what you achieved last year. So Mm -hmm. I expect the Lakers to win this game. I don't know if it's an upset. I expect them to win. Denver will probably play well in the fourth quarter like they always do on opening night. <laughs> They'll, hey, they have the heart of a champion. However, I think they lose that game yeah. and then we move on. So, and, but but the next time they come there, I expect Denver to win. Oh yeah, in in significant fashion. Yes. Uh, the second game of opening night though is the Warriors and hosting the Phoenix Suns. You know, Chris Ooh. Paul revenge game against the Suns who traded him. Oh, KD um, has KD been back to Golden State since he left. He must have. He has to have, has surely. He, surely has he, he has. I can't recall him being back in Golden State. Oh, in I their arena, though. In their arena, yes. Maybe, maybe. The offseason fried my brain. We'll be on point from tomorrow. But for now, yes. who do you think is winning that one? I'm going to say Golden State. I mean, not Golden State. The Phoenix oh, Suns. Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I, I think Phoenix can, Phoenix can play small ball as well as anybody. Mm-hmm. They have three guys that are not only terrific players on the offensive end i mean they they are skilled players so devin booker i think their big three is better than the big three of the yeah. clay's the been struggling Warriors. mightily in preseason which well, means he'll probably okay. have a huge game but <laughs> yes <laughs> but if that's yeah. any indication then that's a worry yeah yeah you know that's okay in for preseason normally jump shooters Jump shooters struggle in the preseason because those game shots are different. You know, it's not like Clay is a he doesn't play off the dribble as much. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's better know, when it, the pressure's on. Yeah, so we'll we'll give him time. I'm not worried about him. However, I just think the big three of the Phoenix Suns will be they can play they can play small ball as well or better than 
the Golden State Warriors I'm, at this stage. Listen, I'm so excited to see Draymond and KD matched up. I can't, I can't wait. I'm expecting <laughs> a, at least one technical for Draymond. I can't wait. Well, I, I just want to see KD's response in in Golden State. I, like I said, I can't recall. Maybe he has, but I think this is the first time he's been back since leaving there. You know, I, I, I can't recall him being back. And I think it would be a great reception for him from the Golden State Warriors because I know they appreciated his time there. And, you know, he won, what, two championships there. No, he's well respected. He he played uh, for Brooklyn in, in in the Chase Center. He dropped twenty points. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's only been there once, um, and that one was time. the thirteenth okay. of February, twenty twenty one, um, which means people weren't really paying attention because it was just before All Star Weekend. Um, but the last thing I want to talk about today, I mentioned earlier when I was joking about Marcus Smart being Defense Player of the Year, because obviously you guys know he's my favorite player. However, however, he could have to step up in a major way on defense because over in Memphis, Stephen Adams has been ruled out with a season-long injury. I saw that. And Brandon Clark's torn Achilles still has no timetable for return. Jaron Jackson Jr. might be expected to step up and play some minutes at the five, but we know how much he loves fouling out. So then that leaves Xavier Tillman, who showed that he's very capable of playing in the playoffs. Um, you've got Kenny Lofton Jr., one of my favorite players, and you've got David Roddy. Who Why do you like Kenny Lofton Jr.? I think it's, it's important to have uh, positive body role models for all types of people, BJ, because the girls, they got Lizzo, and I've got Kenny Lofton Jr. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. But Shout okay. out to Lizzo. Um, I like Kenny Lofton Jr. because, BJ, as you know, when I play pickup basketball, I operate in the post. And I use my size advantages in a similar way to young Kenny over there. That's why is is, you know, when you look at when they ask you, who do you play most like in the NBA? I don't play like Giannis and I don't play like Dame Lillard and I don't play like Steph Curry. I play like Kenny Lofton Jr. Okay. Get busy with it. But okay. With that being said, right. Um, Marcus Smart, we all know how versatile he is on defense. He's going to have to switch and guard some bigger players, but he's going to have to do that at an even higher level now that, you know, Brandon Clark and Steven Adams are both out. Yeah, I saw that. And I think that's going to be a problem for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really counting on Steven Adams to really anchor this team with his defensive ability, screen setting, which we know is an elite. Huge part of their offense. But, you and know, his most- passing from the center position to me was critical. Well, the biggest team. part is his offensive rebounding. Like the Grizzlies, I'm pretty sure, led the league in offensive rebounding for a couple of years just because of him. Um, they were in like my top tier of contenders in the Western Conference. But now without those two guys potentially for a whole season, they've dropped down for me. I don't have them in a top tier anymore. I mean, in the playoffs, yep. they, they were relying on Xavier Tillman a lot because of injuries as well. But this mm-hmm. is an 82-game season. That's a long time. Right. Do you see a way, even though John Morant's missing the first 25 games, do you see any way that the Grizzlies finish in maybe the top four in the Western Conference where a lot of teams have improved? Well, I, I, I can't I, I can't see based on what I know about this team. However, you know, they have some good young players and some good young talent. And maybe, you know, Lofton Jr. or one of these guys steps up <laughs> and plays significant minutes because they're going to need it this year. You know, I think that was a significant blow. I mean, when he went down last year, talking about Steven Adams, that really hurt this team. And him having a season injury, 
a season ending injury, you know, we're going to send our well wishes to him. Get well yep, soon, my yep. friend, because he's a, I mean, he's one of the good guys in this league. He, he and, is BJ. Of all the players I've met and had interactions with, I think he's the funniest guy in the yeah, NBA. He's, he's, there's something he's great. I was just saying to one of my friends, there's something about the players from Australia and New Zealand. They're just hilarious because they just don't yeah. take life seriously at all. They're, yeah, just, they're just hilarious. He's, uh, you know, he, hey, mate, you know, he's, uh, he's, good eye, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he really, and I'm going to tell you, he doesn't sit down and eat. He, he has a city. I mean, it's a feast. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anyone eat as much as this young man could eat. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's well, a city. BJ, that's not true. We went for dinner many times. Oh, what Mo, are we talking he, about Mo, 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 <laughs> you can't, you can't compete. With Stephen Adams, this this guy is challenge. He's on another level. Accept. Let's go to well, Memphis. Mo, Let's go. Mo, don't play Mo, these we games. Can go BJ, I'll can... tell you a story. There's a kebab shop in England. You guys don't get kebab shops in America. There's a kebab shop in England that used to have a challenge with a kebab so big that no one could ever finish it. Guess who walked in there and ate the whole thing in one sitting? Who did that, Mo? Me. <laughs> Me. It was historic. Okay, hey. Stephen Adams, if you're listening, Stephen Adams, if you're watching, well, let's we'll go. go. Let's go to Memphis and get some of that dry rub barbecue. I don't Literally know how many. The, I don't know how many dry rub barbecue places you have in in, in the UK. Doesn't matter. But Doesn't I would matter. tell you what, Stephen Adams, I've never seen a human being eat as much as him ever. Okay, that's a that's a big challenge. I'm just searching right now. Um, yeah, it does look kind of crazy, but <laughs> hey, who's that? Steven Adams? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, well, yeah, let me see. Let me see. Well, you can't see because it's on it's on my computer, but I'll show you after. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, that is the season opener. We've got two games tonight. We'll be here tomorrow to break it down for you and maybe more predictions if they're released by the simulation NBA 2K. In the meantime, make sure you get your copy of NBA 2K. All season long, if you want to talk basketball with myself and the rest of our community, the Discord is linked in the description. You can join us in there. We have some great basketball conversations. Hot takes are always flying around. And, you know, BJ, we've not done it in ages. We need to answer some of the fans' questions on this show. So we're going to be back doing that throughout the season. We'll try to do that once a week. Mo, I'm putting putting out my facts tonight. I'm back. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm using you, technology. I put, I put out my facts. That's not you know what fact. that is. Mo? That's not technology. You know, <laughs> I know what that is. I put out my facts. I'm I've back. not seen I'm a fax machine in 20 years, B. Yeah, uh, no, uh, knowing funny. you, you probably got one somewhere in your garage. Like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, I'm waiting on the facts. BJ's back. I'm back. The Hoop Genius Podcast is back, and we ain't going anywhere. Make sure you subscribe to the show, Spotify. YouTube, Apple, we're going to be all over social media this year. We're going to be unavoidable. So tell a friend to tell a friend to join the wave now. You don't want to be late to the party. In the meantime, you guys know the vibes. Get buckets.